The Easter Vigil in the Holy Night Exult, let them exult, the hosts of heaven. Exult, let angel ministers of God exult. Let the trumpet of salvation sound the We gather this night to rejoice in Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the one whom no darkness can overcome, the one death cannot destroy. We give you thanks, O God, for light this evening that illuminates our hearts and home, and for your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, a light so filled with glory and power, a light undimmed by sin and death, a light that guides peoples and nations. May we welcome this light of Christ into our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
is the night of which it is written. The night shall be as bright as day. Dazzling is the night for me and full of gladness. The sanctifying power of this night dispels wickedness, washes faults away, restores innocence to the fallen, and joy to From the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, are you unaware that we who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were indeed buried with him through baptism into death, so that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. For if we have grown into union with him through a death like his, we shall also be united with him in the resurrection. We know that our old self was crucified with him, so that our sinful body might be done away with, that we might no longer be in slavery to sin. For a dead person has been absolved from sin. If then we have died with Christ— we believe that we shall also live with him. We know that Christ, raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has power over him. As to his death, he died to sin once and for all. As to his life, he lives for God. Consequently, you too must think of yourselves as being dead to sin and living for God, In Christ Jesus.
¿Dónde está la muerte? ¿Dónde está mi muerte? ¿Dónde es su victoria? From the Gospel according to Matthew. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, approached, rolled back the stone, and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards were shaken with fear of him and became like dead men. Then the angel said to the women in reply, Do not be afraid. I know that you are seeking Jesus the crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Then they went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, and ran to announce this to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. I'd like to confess right at the outset that I don't think I have ever preached a homily worthy of the Feast of Easter. Possibly, that is, because the Paschal Mystery is so deep that one could never find the proper combination of faith-filled facts and evocative artistry to communicate what it takes the Church an entire triduum to celebrate, conjoined to fifty more days of unbridled rejoicing. But honestly, I think that I am just not old enough or don't have enough spiritual experience to touch people's hearts as well as their minds with my ruminations about the resurrection. I want my preaching to match the rapture of the singing of the exalted with its many times repeated chant that this is the night on which the whole universe is transformed. I want my preaching to parallel Gerard Manley Hopkins' ecstasy at the climax of his poem that nature is a Heraclitian fire and of the comfort of the resurrection. In a flash, at a trumpet crash, I am all at once what Christ is, 
since he was what I am. And this jack, joke, poor potsherd, patch, matchwood, immortal diamond is immortal diamond. I want my preaching to evoke the transcendent ending of Mahler's second symphony with the exultant chorus singing over the full orchestra, Die shall I in order to live, that for which you suffered, to God it will lead you. But the best I can do is try to share what I have come to believe about this mystery, why it is so important, why it is the foundation and culmination of my hope, and I hope yours. In almost all other human festivals, we celebrate a past event, usually recalling its contours and dedicating ourselves to its purpose. But Easter is not like that. It is not a past event, nor are we commemorating a dead hero, however admirable Jesus' earthly life might be. The resurrection is a future event. It is God's affirmation that the one who faced the crushing might of empire and the sting of human sin with nothing but defenseless suffering love is God's chosen one, is God's revelation that in the end love is stronger than death, is God's gifted disclosure of what our future is to be in the light of God's grace. God does not save his beloved child and us with him from death. God saves Jesus and us through death. In the resurrection, Jesus breaks through to a new way of being human, unbounded by the confines of this world of space and time. We can no more imagine or conceptualize what it is like to live with the risen Jesus in a universe guided only by love than a fetus in the womb could imagine or conceptualize that human life would involve breathing lungfuls of air rather than swimming in amniotic fluid, striving through this buzzing world on its own rather than being transported in the womb or eating and drinking through its mouth rather than being fed through an umbilical cord. Our challenge is to live this future risen life in the present, to confront our sorry history of wars and hatred, of sexism and racism, of grasping for power and succumbing to envy, with lives of self-sacrificing love, trusting that even what we perceive as our failures will be incorporated into God's purposes and plans. Our joy is that even in the present we get glimpses of what this risen life must be, the delight of a mother staring into the eyes of her newborn, the radiance of a married couple as they companion each other toward death, the glory of medical workers risking, risking their lives for those afflicted in the present pandemic. I conclude this homily with a story reported a week or so ago by USA Today, 
because it represents for me what living the resurrection looks like. Though we may never be called to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic as he did, we can be heartened by Don Giuseppe Berardelli's example of faith and love, as we too try to walk the path of self-sacrificing love. Father Berardelli was born in 1947 and ordained in 1973, becoming Archpriest of Kaznigo, a town northeast of Milan, in 2006. By all reports, he was a priest full of life, greeting all and sundry with the Franciscan motto, Pace e Bene, peace and good, and zipping around town on his Guzzi motorcycle. To my mind, he was an example of what Pope Francis calls a shepherd with the smell of the sheep. According to the Italian news site Prima Bergamo, Father Berradelli caught the coronavirus in early March and was being treated in a local hospital. As his condition worsened, he was prescribed a ventilator, but Father Berradelli refused it, so that someone younger and more likely to survive than he would receive its benefits. Father Berardelli died in the night between 15 and 16 March of this year, without knowing who was the recipient of his sacrifice. I believe he now beckons us from the other side of death to join him, and to join Jesus, and to join all others whose faith and love is known to God alone in the eternal Easter. Let us now call on the intercession of those holy women and men who have walked before us and whose example guides us today. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Mother of God, Saint Michael, holy angels of God, Saint John the Baptist, Saint Joseph, Saint Peter, and Saint Stephen, Saint Ignatius. 
Merciful, 
Confident that the living God is truly present in our lives, we raise our petitions, confident that they will be heard. For Pope Francis and all church leaders, may they guide the faithful with the patience and kindness the risen Christ shows to the disciples. For all who support and nurture life, especially health care workers, teachers, and public servants, may they find joy in their vocation of service to others. For all who celebrate new beginnings this Easter season, may they know life and love in their experiences and opportunities. For all who work for equality and justice, may they never tire of proclaiming the peace of Christ. For all who are sad or suffering during this time of Easter Alleluia's, may they find the consolation of Christ through all those who love and support them. Gathering all our prayer together, as well as the prayer we hold in the silence of our hearts, we sing in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Loving God, we celebrate the life and love that you proclaim and share with us. May we know the joy of your resurrection in our hearts as we strive to share this joy with others. Like Mary, may we run to spread the good news of the life and love you share. Give us the courage to confront the darkness of this world, knowing that the risen Christ brings light and life to all. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
thank you for praying with us during these holy days. We'd like to thank Father Michael Jonkis for offering the reflection you heard. The prayer texts were written by John Kyler and are published by Liturgical Press. We'd also like to thank St. Catherine University for making these Triduum Prayer Series episodes possible. For more information, including links to the music you heard, visit our website at openyourhymnal.com.